Welcome back. Dribbling around episode 21. Jane Becker, Connor Glenn. I'm Dane Richardson. And by the time this airs tomorrow, I'm hoping, well, <laughs> I'm going to put a picture up on the screen right now. Um, it was me in seventh grade and all my Lakers stuff. Uh, that's going to be my mood because LeBron's going to win his fourth championship. 3-1 Lakers lead in the finals over the Miami Heat. Connor, we had that Instagram live. And, and again, I, I was disrespecting the Heat a little bit, but I did say Lakers. A little? Five. I'm, a little? I didn't say it was going to be a blowout. <laughs> but listen, listen, even though I picked the Clippers, I'm so happy right now. I mean, it's a foregone conclusion. Am I right? You've picked against your own team to it's win okay. the finals. But it's okay. It, understandable. I think this series should be over, right? I said that game three. But the, the, the people listening right now are going to know what happened. So that's the only weird thing. Right now, we don't know. We're recording this the Monday, the, the, the morning of um, the, this NBA Finals, the game five. So a little, a little bit of a weird spot, but we're, we're going to tell you what we're thinking right now. And you're going to see how good we did <laughs> by the time you hear this. So. Yeah, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking that there's going to be another game left in the finals whenever everyone's hearing it. I think uh, – I'm not sure if Drogic has been cleared yet or is thinking, but I don't – that Miami team does not roll over easy. Mm-hmm. We are wearing our Mamba jerseys. Yeah, Vanessa that's the Bryan only thing. Gave that's, the that's what scares me the most, just that's like that the whole – that juju, like, everything about it. The thing is, and I don't know, we'll talk about this a little later, like in a few minutes, who's going to win finals MVP because, like, obviously I'm not going to, like, completely – I'll give the Heat, like, a 1.1% chance of coming back in this series. But what I was going to say, LeBron turned it on, turned it on (laughs) in the second half. He hasn't been – and I think someone said it, like – Everyone's like, oh, LeBron really hasn't been that great in this series. Well, what does he average? Almost a triple-double, like 28, 9, and 12. That's the bar he's setting. Like, Almost oh, a quad-double oh. last game. Yeah, I know. That's, that's – that. shut up. Well, our expectations of him have always been to be the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. LeBron, like, oh, we got to drop the 50 spot every game. We gotta, now we, he doesn't we, have he to. He doesn't have to do that. Yeah, it doesn't have to at all. And if you look at his numbers on what he's been doing in the, the finals, not the, in the playoffs in general, he's on fire. He's, he's up there. I think he's leading in rebounds. He's leading in assists. Uh, he's, he's, I think, second in points behind Anthony Davis or right below that as well. So it's like – He's doing everything he needs to do. It's just that his numbers aren't as uh, monstrous as uh, years past, but he doesn't need Mm -hmm. to. The thing is, he doesn't need to right now because he has the ultimate right-hand man in uh, Anthony Davis. I think, and it's going to be tough to quantify how this championship really fits into LeBron's legacy. And even if they lose tonight, I really still think the Lakers win and, Gosh, this would be the coldest take ever if the Heat ever came back and we played this back. This would look so stupid on my part. But LeBron did catch some breaks this year. And and I'm not going to compare it to Jordan and anything like that because we're not going to get into that conversation. But think about it, right? I'm not going to talk about the first two series, but he didn't have to face Kawhi. Granted, that was the Clippers' own fault. They broke down. Their team broke down. No KD this year, which he had to face the last two years. The super team of the Warriors broke apart. And Colin Coward said this very eloquently on his radio show like and then he faced a nuggets team and heat team that were physically and mentally absolutely just done i don't think this heat team is necessarily mentally it's just like the injury yeah game one really got like way too big of a wrench to overcome i think too so clip that if you want because i 
I have a tough time. Like, I think the Heat will hold on. The, like, they'll extend it tonight because my initial prediction, like all of us were, we had Lakers in six. I think that's still going to be true. Mm-hmm. Like, even if Dragic plays or doesn't play tonight. Losing in the Mamba like, jerseys? Yeah, but I, I no, don't man. think so, what are you not. What man? It's <laughs> like they were that close in game four, and they played Kelly Olenek and Kendrick Nunn so much. It was like those two guys are terrible at basketball. Listen, I hate yeah. to break it to you. I will say, <laughs> and I understand you, what you, from um, your observations, Bam Adebayo did play very well in the first half. But in the second half, he was an offensive liability. Just saying. So what version of Bam do we get? I think we're because getting a first, healthier Bam that can take more like physicality because in the first half we were seeing Bam like not shy away from anything, and then in the second half like I think he only plays like about twelve minutes. He doesn't start the fourth quarter like he's starting on the bike. He has the shoulder wrap on. Like it was a completely like Bam was not aggressive whatsoever at any facet. Like he wasn't even a threat to get a rebound really in the second half. And granted, Miami like Rachel Nichols did report that literally the baseline for him to play in game four was for him to do a push-up. So I think we're going to see a better Bam just because, A, he's more healthier, and B, he like that Heat team really knows that their back's up against the wall and it's like Jimmy Butler's team is not going to roll over. I don't think they will either, but then again, J.D. I'll, I'll say it. this. If the Heat win, it's very close, but if the Lakers win, it's double digits. Who do you think Dwayne Wade is rooting for right now? The Heat. The Heat, for sure. Okay, listen, yeah, listen. I he has a, a sentimental feeling. That, and did yeah. you see the bet with Shaq and D-Wade? Like, if the Lakers win, D-Wade has to give um, Shaq his finals MVP trophy from 2006. No. Yes. Wow. And and if Shaq – and if the Heat win, Shaq has to give one of his three. And uh, the funny thing was <laughs> D-Wade said um, – he's like, yeah, Shaq, you thought you deserved that one anyway in Miami, so he can have it if, they, if the Lakers win. But – um. Speaking of finals MVPs, uh, right now I would give the edge to LeBron, but I told Connor this a few days ago. If the Lakers win, and I think they're going to win game five, or even if they win game six, if Anthony Davis has like a 30 bomb and like 10 rebounds and LeBron just puts up those same numbers, I would give the edge to Anthony Davis. But if I had to put money on it, I'd say LeBron would win finals MVP. What do you guys think? Yeah, I definitely think that the finals MVP is winnable tonight if the Lakers do close it out. I agree with you that I'd give the edge to LeBron just because I think once Miami stopped playing zone, AD stopped having those monster games that he did in games one and two. So, And I just think LeBron's been more consistently great, even though like we're almost disappointed with the 29-whatever you said. It was like 29-12-7 and seven, or 9, something like that. I just think that this is kind of LeBron's right now to lose, but I wouldn't be shocked if Anthony Davis, like you said, goes off for like 35, 10, and uh, 6 or something like that. And LeBron only has 24, like a 24-point triple-double, and AD ends up getting it. Yeah, I don't think without LeBron, this Lakers team, obviously, this is a finals-winning team. I don't think without Anthony Davis on this Lakers team, I don't think it's – I. LeBron helps, you know, in that conversation as well. But I don't think without Anthony Davis, LeBron is nearly as playing as well. So it goes hand in hand. If you can give co-MVPs, I'm all for it. But if I had to give it to one right now, I would give it to LeBron. I think that would be very good for the storyline of the NBA that LeBron is uh, and um, MVP. D- Davis could win it, though, no problem. Yeah. Especially puts up a big, really big game in game five. He puts a really, really nice game. I think he can win it for sure. I'm really interested to see if the Lakers get up 
and it's like, what, an eight to 10 point lead. And we headed to the fourth quarter. Does LeBron, and if let's say they're around the same stat line, does he start to feed Anthony Davis to start to close out the game? Is this sort of a plan to kind of get him that finals MVP? Because maybe it's psychological with other players because he knows like in order to keep going with the Laker franchise, I think he's obviously just going to be there for the four years of his four year deal in order to attract other future stars, having Anthony Davis saying he got that finals MVP instead of, Oh, yep. It was just LeBron. Like obviously LeBron's the best player on the team. I'm not going to argue that, but getting Anthony Davis, that finals MVP, getting him that ring, getting him technically as sort of the leader throughout the playoffs. Remember how many big moments he's had, how much he dominated Portland, how the buzzer beater against Denver, he held his own against yoga. He he's been a top three player, top, at least top four player in this playoffs this year, mm-hmm. along with LeBron, Jimmy Butler, and well, yeah, I'm not really gonna count Luca because that was just one round. But probably, you know what I mean. Jamal Murray. Jamal yeah, Murray. Yeah. Jamal Murray. Yeah. But um, yeah, I would love to see Anthony Davis win it, and I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think LeBron. That's necessarily on his mind. I think what's on his mind is winning the ring. Like that's not. Uh, he's yes and won. no. Yes and no. Because yeah, you get the ring, but the ring only means so much if you had that ultimate help which was Anthony Davis right if he wins the ring and the finals MVP that that is a really big stat booster on your resume I don't has he won a finals and not won the finals MVP I haven't checked on that no, so every every finals no. he's won he's he won the three MVP. and they won but he won both of them in Miami yeah and won obviously Cleveland and, so. and Cleveland so what is that saying? What is that saying about him and his time with the Lakers? Obviously, you know, you can't put look at the numbers in his stat line. Obviously it, it's, that says something within itself, you know, but on paper, when you look also look at the awards, you know, Anthony Davis winning that and not him, it, it is saying a little bit about the dynamic of the team. I just want to ask one last question before we move on to our next topic. And I also want to say that like, yeah, Davis getting the finals MVP is going to look nice, but I think that finals is going to attract more free agents than like the Rob into LeBron's Batman winning the MVP. Mm-hmm. But all right, quick, uh, quick take. If Miami wins and uh, we're talking about another game in the couple days, what did they do right tonight or last night? If you're listening to this tomorrow when it airs, Dane, I'll start with you. What does Miami have to do right? What is if Miami wins? What are we talking about? What they did? Um, we're talking about Jimmy Butler dropping thirty or more points. <laughs> yeah, we're talking, we're talking about, about a, big, about a really big game. We're talking about somebody. a really big game from Jimmy Butler. We're talking about a consistent effort from Bam, and we're talking about some of the Lakers' defensive lapses again. That's what we're talking about. Jaden, you? Yeah, I, I I would piggyback at that a little bit. I, I want to say uh, it doesn't have to be Jimmy Butler. That's a big game, but somebody in the Miami Heat has to have a big game, much like how we saw them in previous series, where it's like, oh, it's a different guy every night, something like that. We need to see the, the heat of a round ago you know, <laughs> that, that we, we miss because that either this injury or it's just the, they're not playing at the same level they were. But it, uh, for us to even have that conversation, I think it's going to be very, very huge for the Miami Heat to even continue this another game. That, that's mm-hmm. going to be a victory within itself to have this series go another one. Yeah, the Mamba I think, jerseys, yeah. man. Are you gonna kick it at me, bro? In the Mamba jerseys, it's like tough. they wouldn't wear those for nothing, man. That's what I'm hey, saying. I, I'm saying that Bam has to play a full game, and then we're talking about Danny Green being worse than Kelly Olynyk and Kendrick Nunn. I think that's kind of yeah. like that last point is really what it boils down to. <laughs> Whose worst players can be worse? Like, however that goes, 
that's what that's the way the game's gonna go but <laughs> moving on the bubble's coming to a close the wobble just ended we just crowned a new we just crowned a champion yes. the seattle storm there's my broom. the las vegas aces in a sweep game three was no contest and uh Jaden, i know you probably have some experience talking this just because hold that thought and everything and like we <laughs> oh did, yeah me yeah. and you predicted the sweep once they went up to nothing but were you expecting like a 92 to 59 route in game three no, because I was watching I, – I, I watched the WM game. I watched the finals, and it was close at half, right? And they, the, they just came out of nowhere in the second half, and it just took the roof off the place. So uh, you got to give a lot of credit to that whole team and uh, Brianna Stewart and uh, Sue Bird and really just being the leaders of that group, pushing them forward. And when they were double teamed, they also had a ton of other players that were able to pick it up as well. It really did an awesome job. And – I think there was no question they were going to win the series. There was some question if they were able to sweep, but I think it was almost with the way that they were playing compared to how the aces were, where we can't, you know, injuries have been an issue for them as well. Uh, with the way that the aces were playing, it was just almost obvious. Just got to give the storm the trophy at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Phenomenal performance. And if this is the end of the road for Subert, one of the yeah. best WNBA players of all time, of probably fame. one of, if not the best, of course, first, yeah, first um, of one down. of the best, arguably the best passer um, to ever be in the WNBA. Brianna Stewart doing it since her days in Cicero, North Syracuse High School, where near, relatively near where I grew up. And again, just too dominant, just too dominant. And you, you give the Aces credit for having a phenomenal season, but how much more do we see this out of Brianna Stewart? I mean, she arguably has one of the best WNBA resumes at what age, 26, 27? Like it's <laughs> yeah. ridiculous what she's done, even from high school to college, like four national titles at UConn, like four most outsta- like four most outstanding players in the final four. Uh, she's done some things overseas professionally. Now she's won WNBA MVP, finals MVP. Like it, it, it's getting quite ridiculous, but you got to continue to cheer her on. Like it, it's not blasphemous. Sorry, I'm using that word to say that <laughs> she could be the WNBA GOAT by the end of her career. No, I, that's not far-fetched at all. But, I mean, whenever you're kind of looking at, like, how this last game went, like, yeah, it was somewhat close going into halftime, I'm pretty sure. The Storm still had a nine-point lead. But, I mean, they just blew the doors off in that third quarter. Like, mm-hmm. Las Vegas rolled over. And, like, really, Aja Wilson, the MVP of this season, she couldn't get any help from anyone, really, this, mm-hmm. this, uh, this series especially. And, I mean, give credit to Seattle. They were able to kind of make – Las Vegas adjust their style of play. They had to play uncomfortable, but they just didn't alter Seattle. They didn't knock them. They didn't stun them whatsoever. And Brianna Stewart and Sue Bird, they had plenty of help, especially in game three. Jordan Canada put up 15. Jewel Lloyd, 19. Like they had, they had uh, contributors consistently all three games this series that really Vegas was getting solid production from Wilson, but that depth there just vanished so quickly. Yeah. And yeah, that, that last game, it was obviously a foregone conclusion after halftime, but again, like, and if you're the aces from here, you can't like, you just gotta probably run it back and try and see what you You can do next year because you don't know, like I said, if it's the end of Sue Bird, like how is Seattle going to look? But the thing is the scary thing about Seattle, even without Sue Bird, Connie, you mentioned Jewel Lloyd, she's a fantastic basketball player to go along with a player like Brianna Stewart you lose arguably one of, if not the best point guard in WNBA history, and you're still like a top three championship contender. That's how good Seattle is. That's the scary thing. 
Yeah, I mean Natasha Howard, Alicia, Natasha and Alicia Howard both had great games throughout the series. And I mean, yeah, Vegas's depth kind of disappeared, but they also lost to Erica Hamby earlier in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But tip of the hat and credit to Seattle, they were able to win the wobble. And I mean, if you're Sue Bird, is now the time to hang it up? Because I mean, I can't really imagine there'd be more of like an emotional kind of uh, release after winning this finals in particular. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's gotta be tough. And that, that applies for everybody. Like anyone that's like ending a career or anything like that, because what does she want? Like four gold medals or everything like that. Like, again, she's one of the most accomplished and she can do whatever she wants. I mean, <laughs> I mean, she has that, I mean, she could come back and probably throw up another 20, 15 plus assist games next year. It is like 37, 38 or whatever. That's how amazing she is. And it, it doesn't matter. And it seems like we're seeing more of these ageless wonders in professional sports. And I feel like a lot of people, they mentioned Tom Brady or they're mentioning LeBron James. A lot of people forget about people like Sue Bird that are still going out and doing this every single night, putting up these absurd numbers. And um, it's, it's great that she's recognized for it. And she finally wins. I believe it's her third WNBA title. Um, I might be wrong on that. Mr. Bird? Yeah. That. I think it was fourth. Uh, she, she's just a monster. Yeah. She's a superstar. Right. She, she can win as many as she wants. Uh, um, power couple right there. Her and uh, Megan Rapino. Yeah. Mean, my goodness. Talk That's about insane. championships and winners right there. I want to see the trophy case at that house. That must be just like, one. They have way more than oh one. They have like I know. Trophies. They have like rooms. And like, yeah, they don't have any guest <laughs> rooms. It's just trophy rooms. <laughs> probably have a in condo. the trophy room tonight. They probably yeah. just have a condo for it. They'll go over there if they're feeling <laughs> down on a weekend, something like that. Separate but, house. Yeah, exactly. Not stop. <laughs> so credit to the WNBA for also getting their season done. Now kind of going oh. back to the NBA. We saw Doc Rivers get hired by Philly. I think we talked about it last week. That doesn't really mm -hmm. move the needle. However, there are still some vacancies, no, most notably the Clippers, for, and uh, there's still some big names out there. So I think we got a couple teams in name. Like we still got the Clippers, the Pacers, and the Pelicans. I'm pretty sure yeah. like three left. Uh, um, I'm going to start with Dane. You can pick any team you want. Just give your pitch for – like I think we'll kind of like go around the room, just say like we'll pick a team. We don't have too much time left, but Dane, I'll start with you. One thing I wanted to point out, I think Alvin Gentry, um, former head coach of the Pelicans, might be joining the King staff. Luke Walton is. is an assistant. That's very underrated that you should watch out for. The development of De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley, if he can stay healthy, but I'm just going to touch on that. Moving on. The Clippers, I would say Ty Lue or Sam Cassell. Um, they've both been within the organization. Ty Lue's obviously a championship coach, but I get he had LeBron. Um, but uh, I feel like Ty Lue would appeal – uh, just sort of a uh, not necessarily a fresh start because he was on the coaching staff already, but just a new change of view. And like I said um, earlier, and we've talked about the Clippers. Again, I would go with Tyler over Sam Cassell. Look out for Sam Cassell to get another job. If Paul George doesn't do it this year and the Clippers fail again, he, Paul George gone. Like they could, then it's clear Kawhi made the wrong decision. I'm sorry. And uh, Jaden, you're wearing the Knicks shirt. I'm hearing rumors about speaking of uh, OKC, they have an opening. So Chris Paul to the Knicks, potentially Paul yeah, George. It's going to be Knicks. a mess. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. <laughs> have enough fun with, with all Knicks. those kind of Remember when Skylar's like KD, Kyrie, Zion, like <sighs> every Knicks fan was like Taj that. Gibson, yeah. keeping Nigel Marcus Moore. Oh my God. RJ Barrett. 
I would say Tom. I'm saying if this does happen, watch the the Thunder turn Kevin Knox into like the next like Giannis. No, yeah, it's like if if we get Kevin Knox, I am like 100% optimistic just because like he's leaving that franchise, like he's leaving the Knicks franchise, and like those the OKC team will still be decent. Like I mean, we still got SGA. Yeah. bunch of young pieces so don't I'm not even mention you're, you're selling Spaceley. high you're selling high i, I said a bunch of young pieces you should i don't like Darius i didn't Spaceley. say who dort i don't like darius basely yeah keep crying your orange tears no dan <sighs> i agree with you for the clippers hiring i think Ty Lue probably makes the most sense i actually have sam castle i think he'd be a good fit in indiana i like that i like that opening there oh. yeah i mean I feel like Indiana's gonna hire an under the radar guy. Yeah, they definitely like that's kind of. You see, I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking that D'Antoni would be a good fit with the Pacers, just because I want to see uh, offensive resurgence. But I think that would be nice. I know it's weird, but I I want to see an offensive resurgence there. I want to see what he would be able to do with that team because I don't really see him going with the Pelicans because that would be more like oh, the Pelicans are very that. I do. That was my pick. I, I love that. But I find yes. that very weird because they I saw I thought they were like a uh sort of defensive rounded team a little bit. The Pelicans? Defense. Just imagine the picture the size holiday in you know saying all running that with Zion. Zion and That's, Jackson Hayes. See, like, I would find that we I don't know. But I think I then Tony I think are able to run an offense out of it, but I feel like you're changing a little bit too much. I don't know. I think that I, th- I, I definitely that a little see the weird. fit in Indiana. I see the fit with like Brog yeah. using Brogdon as and uh, obviously all Depot yeah. kind of a question mark really if he state if he like yeah. finishes next season in TJ. Yeah. I don't think that yeah, Tony goes too. anywhere too big. That's what I'm saying. So in both Indiana and and uh, New Orleans, I don't think are too big at this point. I mean, obviously big. the expectations are going to be higher in New Orleans. Just yeah, but when you have that star power, and it's like yeah. Indiana, no matter who they have, is kind of just like it's Indiana. You almost overlook them, regardless of how good they are. We haven't talked about your head coaching vacancy. You're the OKC guy. Who do you want to hire? <laughs> I'm with Jaden. I'm really expecting some under the radar guy. I'm still pulling for Josh Longstaff. Bring him back to OKC. Yes, 100%. I know he's up in Maine yeah. right now, golfing with Pat Connaughton. But no, I I honestly have no clue who really I want. I have no clue who might get hired. So I don't really think I'm going to be unhappy unless they bring in some like proven guy, because like at this point, I just want to get a head coach that'll grow with this core because like SGA, Baisley, Dort, you got your young three right there. You're going to be getting more with the picks coming in. So you really don't need to go out and get a proven head coach really. Yeah, I guess you get, and it's not that big of a market, like, Oklahoma City obviously is not a big market at all. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Nate McMillan. Um, like, because he, he was a – the one thing I noticed about Nate McMillan and in that Miami series, like, they didn't have Sabonis, and then they didn't have, like, Oladipo the year before. So, I felt it was, like, kind of unfair to him, like, how they fired him. But another thing – and this was the Sixers in the playoff series, too, and I don't think Brett Brown's getting hired. That's not where I'm going. The Pacers played hard. Miami just – and those games were not necessarily blowouts when the Heat swept them in the first round. I remember, Jaden, you thought it was going to be such a hard-fought battle and go to seven. I remember that. But that's because Nate McMillan coached such a hardcore Pacers team. Those They always played hard. They were always a threat toward the end of the game, toward potentially beating them. They just never did because Miami was that much better. So he's the kind of guy – and I'm not – I'm kind of saying he wouldn't be a bad fit for OKC. Maybe he's not the offensive genius or something that you're looking for, but he's the type of guy that could get those young players to play really hard. 
And that's yeah. one of the things they need to learn early on. Obviously, development's key with guys like SGA, Darius Baisley, Lou Dort. But it wouldn't be a terrible fit. That's what I'm saying. McMillan's one of the few guys, like, proven older coaches that, like, I'd be happy to have. Like, D'Antoni, I would not expect at all. And it's like, obviously, no. it's Mike D'Antoni. I'm not going to yeah. be unhappy if they hire him. <laughs> but it's like – I haven't really – there really hasn't been any rumblings about re, Indiana's vacancy and OKC's. It's almost been like, oh, we're looking at L.A., Philly, New Orleans, like the bigger markets. We're just like forgetting that, hey, these two playoff teams have had coaching vacancies. So we're definitely going to see some more dominoes fall later on. Yeah. We got about five minutes left in the show. and uh, Sorry. Time? Go ahead, Jane. Yeah, we have I five wanted to bring left. a point. So since we had the time, I wanted to bring up the point. I didn't get to bring up earlier, but – who do you think was, was a better right-hand man to LeBron, Anthony Davis or Dwayne Wade? Ooh, what about really Kyrie? Going. No, oh, you stop can't it. say Kyrie. Kyrie's like disrespectful. We only really saw two finals with uh, Kyrie and LeBron. Okay, listen. And one of listen. them doesn't count because KD joined Golden State. Listen, okay, it was not Kyrie. It just wasn't. I'm just saying like, to overlook him. I'm okay, saying that one I'm series. Not overlook him. Yeah. I'm not I would 100% overlooking put Kyrie over D Wade. Oh, no, bro. Go look Go look at the bro, numbers. Like, I'm not trying LeBron, to hit on okay, hit it or, like, tarnish. I'll look at the numbers. But listen, the main reason – I will go back to 2016. If Draymond Green did not kick him in the nuts, the Warriors – like, NBA history could have been changed. I don't even know if KD goes to the Warriors. Warriors went back-to-back. I'm serious about that. Not taking away anything from LeBron's run. But next. Okay. I'm they taking anything away heat. as if, like, a Le- kick in the nuts doesn't stop that entire <laughs> run. Yeah, oh, dude, respect LeBron. Dude, he got you don't suspended. get a groin kick, you're not he getting another ring. He got suspended. But here's my thing. LeBron and Chris Bosh alone, you take away D-Wade against the Thunder in, like, 2012 or whatever. They win that series without D-Wade, I think. But then the Spurs series, that one that went to seven, I get the yeah. Ray Allen three. No yeah. way in hell they win that series without D-Wade. So, like, and then you take I, away I Anthony think, D- Yeah. Like, I think it's it, pretty you take away close. Anthony Davis from this from no, this yeah. LeBron team, it's completely different. That's, they, that's they lose to they might lose to Houston or no, yeah. they might lose. To, they wouldn't lose to Portland. Portland I wouldn't think they lose to Portland, but I think they might lose to to Houston. I think that they lose like to Denver. we saw with Kyrie oh, yeah. what AD 100%. is doing. Like LeBron can almost defer to him. Granted, like even whenever LeBron did win that Cleveland title, like LeBron obviously wasn't deferring at all, but he felt comfortable with Kyrie taking shots, like. He obviously feels comfortable with Davis running the offense and everything. I just think Davis and Kyrie were more dominant than uh, Wade. At least, like, I mean, we both we have limited sample sizes because they only won one ring together, and we're anticipating Davis and the Lakers to win this ring. But is Davis like, a third guy? I, I would put Davis know? up top. I would put Davis up top, then Kyrie, and right below Kyrie is D Wade. I the thing with D Wade though, like they had a big three. You know what I mean? Like, they had Chris Bosh. They had some other guys. Whereas the Cavs, and no disrespect to anyone else on that team like Kevin Love, like, I would put Chris Bosh over Kevin Love uh, in yeah, that time. Too. So, I like, D-Wade, D- I think, was, like, the – they had a little bit more options. So, D-Wade wasn't required to do as much. That's all. Well, there's no, there's no saying, pictures like, of, of Kyrie going like this with the arms out, right, and, and the lob going up and LeBron slamming it down. Like, that is just, like, the dynamic – Duo right there, man. I just love how Dane's saying with all due respect and then questioning the legitimacy of like anything, whatever comes after it whatsoever is like, with all due respect, <laughs> LeBron should be two and seven. With all due respect, Kevin loves like not a big three person at all. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I would say so. I'll be honest. I just lost your guys' audio for like, um, I accidentally muted my computer. So, but we'll still hear that. Um, so I didn't hear you for the last 30 seconds. I was, I was freaking out. Um, hey, with all due respect, that's just, that's fine, Dane. That's, that's fine. fine. <laughs> I didn't know you just said. We're talking bad about you right now, Dane. All right, that's cool. Uh, before we go, we got about a couple of minutes left. Shout out. Um, I know goat chat's not on VIC, but agree to disagree is. Um, yeah. Anyone that comments, um, we're not, we're a basketball show, but we're all, what, we're all near the top of the fantasy football league. Like, what are we gonna say? Gonna, how are you going to let a basketball say? show? We don't talk anything else for basketball. Anymore. And also, hey, I'm going to stick you up for my boy, Matt Kane, real quick. Jack Isello took a shot at him. Jack, <laughs> you were six in the point. You were six in points scored in the league. You have the least amount scored against you. And I think your combined opponent's record is like three and 13. Oh, so let's man. calm down. Like, I'm right behind you. And I have the most points scored in the league. I got, I lost because Calvin Ridley threw up a donut Monday night. So Thank let's you. Yeah, the break. That. I appreciate It's a basketball that. show and we're in the fantasy football league. Yeah, the man. duality of man. Get you a podcast that can do both. Oh, yeah. shots fired. Three and one. Fired. Yeah. Is that, is that post worthy, Connor? That's yes. post worthy. Yeah. That's We're all three and one. Post worthy, tag worthy, feud worthy, anything worthy. We're all three and one. And we're we're also in a money league with each other. That's a little bit more competitive. Like yeah, in terms of like we have a chat. And we just like kind of. We're, we're all three and one in this league, and we all have more points than Jack Casella. Oh. Love Don't you, be talking smack if you can't back it up. I'll see you <laughs> in week six. He drafted hey, Jaja. Hey, and so again, to, to those other podcasts or any other podcasts, if they want to get on the court and play a three-on-three basketball. Oh, more smoke. than that. Smoke. I'll drive up to Ithaca right now. Yeah. No. I, we no. have the perfect trio for three-on-three three fit- no Let's go to the fitness center. Us. No one's touching us. Go to Ben Light. We'll light <laughs> you up. Light. Lighten you up at Ben Light. That's what we do. <laughs> Like it, we, we all have our different roles. We're like the heat. Any guy could go off any game. I mean, yeah. but uh, make sure you tune in to episode 22 of dribbling around. Thanks for joining us. Episode 21. Hopefully the Lakers will win the finals by the end of this. Um, by the time this is released, keep tuning into VIC 11 to 1130 every Saturday. Keep tuning into our YouTube channel, Jaden Becker, Connor Glenn, Dane Richardson. Peace out. See ya.